The last words of any man are significant, but how much more when those last words are spoken by the God-man, the Lord Jesus? In today's study, we visit the cross and listen to the final words of Christ spoken just before his death. You will find that they hold tremendous truth and application for all of us who live on this side of the cross. Open your Bible and let's join Scott Pauley now at Calvary. Let's begin our study of the last words of the Lord Jesus today in John chapter number 19 because I believe that John gives us a little perspective on some of the earliest cries from the cross that really give a good introduction to everything Jesus said and a good foundation to our study. We begin in John 19 verse number 1. The Bible says, Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers platted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again and saith unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you that ye may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man. When the chief priests therefore and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him, and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. Well, they had it partially right. He was the Son of God. He didn't make himself the Son of God he simply revealed himself as he was. he was. He was true to the truth. He was the Son of God, and they missed him. And now, in these opening seven verses of John 19, uh, we're getting some of the, the cries that precede the cross, and, and they don't come first from Christ. They come first from others. Did you, did you notice all these sounds that surround this story? First, you have the sound of the soldiers. What are they saying? Hail, King of the Jews. There's an exclamation point there. They were mocking him. They were, they were laughing. They were taunting him. Uh, this is the sound of, of terrible persecution, terrible mockery. Think of this, the Son of God going through this for us. And then there's the sound of Pilate. What does he say? He says basically two things to the crowd. He says, behold the man. Another exclamation point. Look at him. But twice he says in verse 4 and in verse 6 that he found no fault in him. Do you know why, Pilate, you find no fault in him? Because there is no fault in him. He was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. The Bible says that he is, he is high and separate from sinners. He's, he's all man, and yet he's all God. Remember, this is the God-man. And so there is no fault in him at all. That's what Pilate said, and he was exactly right about that. And then there's the sound of the chief priest and the officers. What are they saying? Crucify him. Crucify him. Do you hear the chant? They're the ones that get it started. Pretty soon the whole mob is chanting it. Some of the same voices that just five days before uh, perhaps had cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Oh, how fickle the human heart. How quickly the sinner turns. And now the words are crucify him. Crucify him. 
And then there's the sound of the Jews speaking and reasoning. We have a law. By our law, he ought to die. He made himself the Son of God. Do you hear all of these sounds, all of these words, all of the noise around the cross? Now, very shortly, Jesus Christ is going to speak. Very shortly, he's going to cry out from the cross. His cry is going to pierce the darkness. His cry is going to cut through all of the unnecessary noise. But the beginning of this setting, the beginning of this story is one of tumult and, and noise, screaming and shouting and yelling, everyone trying to say what they want to say, everyone trying to be heard. Doesn't that sound a lot like the world we're living in today? Oh, how we need to hear Jesus' voice cut through it all. Oh, how we need to hear the one who is grace and truth speak in the midst of it all. And yet, this is what I want to draw your attention to today. We read through verse 7 of John 19, but the Bible says in verse 8, When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went again into the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? And please listen to the end of John 19, 9. But Jesus gave him no answer. In another place, the Bible says that he answered not a word. Remember Isaiah 53? He's led as a lamb to the slaughter, uh, silent, quiet. He answers not a word. You know, way back in the book of Ecclesiastes, we're told that there's a time to speak and there's a time to be silent. Now, this is striking to me that our Lord Jesus spoke when he was supposed to speak and he was silent when he was supposed to be silent. And in fact, even his silence speaks. The fact that he does not answer. Do you remember he, he spoke one word, one word in the garden and acknowledged who he was and the power of that word knocked all of them to the ground. Don't you know that the Lord could have, with one word, changed this whole scenario? With one word, he could have called legions of angels. With one word, he could have killed everybody that was there. But he answers not a word. He's quiet. Why? This is the silence of humble submission. This is the silence of ultimate surrender to the will of the Father. This is the silence of the Savior when he says, this is the way it must be. Not my will, but thine be done. Remember, he had already settled that in the garden, and now he answers nothing. He says nothing. You see, his silence is just as purposeful as his words are purposeful. So before we get to the cross, we're coming there in our next study. Before we get to these cries from the cross, I want you to sit in Gabbatha, the place of the pavement, they called it, the, the place of judgment. I want you to hear the soldiers Hail, King of the Jews. I want you to, to listen to Pilate say, Behold the man, I find no fault in him. I want you to hear the mob cry, Crucify him, crucify him. And the Jews saying, He ought to die because he made himself the Son of God. And then I want you to hear the fact that Jesus said nothing. And that in his silence, he was speaking for our salvation. By answering nothing, by making no defense, uh, by not to speaking out in judgment and vengeance upon those sinners in his silence, our Lord Jesus was fulfilling the will of the Heavenly Father and making the way of salvation available to all of us. I don't know about you. I, I just want to pause and say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you did for us at Calvary. You see, Christ's cries from the cross reveal his suffering in every way, physically, emotionally, uh, mentally, spiritually. He suffered in every way. But could I suggest to you that there was also a suffering in his silence 
No one spoke to his defense. No one. No one spoke up for him. And he did not speak up for himself. And why? Because on that cross, he was speaking for us. On that cross, he was speaking for our sins and for our salvation. A friend, what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary must never be forgotten. This is really why we're having this study. I have a dear friend in Canada who writes me each day almost an email of encouragement and prayer. And almost without exception, he ends his correspondence this way, walk by Calvary every day. That has been such a good reminder for me. Could I give you that counsel and advice today? Walk by Calvary every day. If you want to keep your mind fixed on the Lord, if you want to keep your heart tender, if you want to stay close to Jesus, make regular visits to the cross. For the next few days, we're going to walk by Calvary every day. We're going to look, behold the man, but we're going to listen to his cries from the cross. And my prayer is you will come to know and love the Lord Jesus Christ as never before. Can you hear the cries from the cross? In each of these Holy Spirit-inspired words, God has a message for us. We hope that through this study, you will come to know and love the Lord Jesus in a deeper way. For more information on a personal relationship with Christ or for helpful devotional resources, please visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will have access to hundreds of articles, full-length Bible messages, and the complete Enjoying the Journey broadcast library. Remember that only as you follow God's Word will you find Christ's joy. Thank you.